Ferg, the time is always appreciated. Uh, Saturday was not exactly the way we wanted to, to digest Auburn football. It was very uh, wet and windy and, and not ideal for football, uh, but we did see A-Day come and go. First and foremost, hope you're doing well. And then secondly, I mean, just describe what, what if anything, could we get out uh, of a day like that for Auburn football? Yeah, if you wanted to learn anything about the passing game, which is kind of the thing everybody's been talking about with Auburn that they need the most work with, um, you didn't get it from this from this scrimmage. Uh, it's just the the wind and the rain was too crazy. They wanted to, but I think the weather just kind of really prevented all that from happening. Um, so instead, your takeaways have to really come from the the defensive side of the football and the running game. Um, so you know, I think we did see that the running game was really good. Um, I thought Auburn's offensive line. We've heard all off season, you know, all spring about how much better they feel like they've gotten. And we really got to see it in practice on uh, on Saturday because um, pretty much everybody who touched the ball at running back had a good, like, explosive run or two. Um, I thought the holes looked good. It wasn't like guys were having to create everything on their own. Um, the transfers and some of the some of the new coaching there, I think, really made an impact. Now, Auburn's got to get better at run defense. It was an area where they struggled last year. Uh, but I did think that uh, in, in a number of ways, you got to see a lot from – and the running game and, and some other spots on the field that I think are going to be kind of more of your strengths as they still try to figure out uh, the who and what in the passing game this season. Kind of going off not over the spring game as as a whole, but also just the entirety of spring practice, power rankings-wise for some of these position groups. Who do you think had uh, a better spring and might have improved their stock in terms of a position grouping, and then who, if not hurt their stock, at least uh, at minimum, did not improve it? Yeah, I think offensive line's got to be the one you look at the most to just say, hey, from where they were to what they are now, um, you feel the best about it. Um, and, and I think that's a really good sign because, I mean, that's the position group Auburn has really struggled with the last few years, and also it's the position group where, like, you got to be on your game every single play if you're on the offensive line um, because it doesn't matter if it's a pass or run, doesn't matter who the ball's going to, you got to do your job. Um, and so for Auburn, I think they really needed that kind of that kind of spring from their offensive line. On the defensive side, I think you heard a lot of good stuff about the inside linebackers, and that's a group losing Owen Papo. We didn't really rotate as much last year. They're deeper. They've got a lot of competition. I think Austin Keys is a really big, like, instant impact type of player. I think DeMario Tolan could grow into that. You've also got a number of younger guys like Robert Woodard Jr. that are trying to stand out and, and take advantage of some maybe a chance of getting playing time. You heard about Eugene Asante more. So, like, that group, I think, uh, turned some heads here in, in spring ball, and I think that was a really good sign. Now, negatively, um, you know, I'll sit on offense, probably wide receiver. And it's not, it's not necessarily the fact that they – you know, or bad or anything. I think they had a lot of injuries, and and you know, just especially with the inconsistency at quarterback, it was just hard for those guys to kind of really make a ton of impact uh, that they probably would have liked to in, in spring ball. And obviously, A Day was a good example of that. And then on um, on the defensive side, it's got to be the Jack linebacker spot. I mean, you like Keldrick Falk and what he brings to the table. I think Elijah McAllister is going to be a really good leader and role player for you this year, but. You know, that group, when you lose Derek Hall and you lose Echo Leota and you really don't have much coming back and you're having to break in new pieces of guys that haven't had to play that much, uh, there's a big gap uh, with Auburn on their defense at that uh, at that uh, Jack linebacker position. So they got to figure out a way to, 
um, you know, get that either the portal or develop it more. That that could be the big weakness of the defense next year. Uh, just kind of looking at the at the quarterback uh, position, obviously something that everybody's still talking about. Uh, your your gut feeling uh, is Auburn looking in the portal? Are they going to try to develop Ashford? But uh, if you're looking at portal, where do you think that Auburn could potentially be looking at to try to bring somebody in? Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because like we don't know who's all in the portal right now. Like most of the guys that are still in the portal are guys that you know you wouldn't say are you know SEC starter quality, and so. For Auburn, it's like you're going to have to make some some tough decisions. I think here uh, with with your with your future. I think I think if a guy like T.J. Finley made a move and, and, and transferred out, or if, if anybody else in the room transferred out, maybe you go and, and you're a little bit more flexible, and you might go get somebody that um, isn't necessarily a, a, a day one starter type. Um, but one, that guy's got to be out there, and, and two, you just really don't know until the portal opens and, and you see what see what's out there um so uh, i i think if there's a if there's a starter quality player that you feel like at least would have a chance to be um the number one guy this year for auburn i think auburn will go after him um but you know it, there's no guarantee that that guy's going to be out there uh just because um with the portal being the way it is and so i think for auburn you know you you, you would love to have a little bit more stability uh at the position but I also think they learned here in spring that uh, if Robbie Ashford's healthy, he can throw the ball a little better. He has made some strides, and I think that's a really good sign uh, for, for, for their future. And, and Olden Garner, I think, also uh, you know, took a really big step forward here in spring. And so you can win with those guys, uh, and you might have to, uh, but you just got to see what kind of comes up at this point uh, when, when it comes to, comes to the portal. If they, they have all these quarterbacks right now. I don't think they necessarily have to be in a position where they're just getting a guy for the sake of getting a guy you know, in the portal. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. I'm sure everyone's eyes will be on the transfer portal for football here in the next couple of weeks as it opens up. And also everyone's eyes on the transfer portal in basketball too as Auburn got a big-time portal signee uh, this weekend in the form of Denver Jones out of FIU. Ferg, tell me a little bit about Denver Jones and just how vital of a need that filled for Auburn basketball. I wrote about it yesterday at the Observer, but I think if you could have built, uh, you kind of in a lab, if you could have built a guy that Auburn needed on their team, I think it would have looked a lot like Denver Jones skill set wise. Uh, 20, point, 20 points a game last year. Uh, there aren't very many guys in college basketball who did that. There's like over 5,000 Division One basketball players, only 26 of them averaged 20 points or more a game last year, and Denver Jones was one of them. Um, I think that tells you a lot about about kind of the, the, the scoring talent that's going to be coming in for Auburn right here. Additionally, I think you look at, um, you know, the way he scores. He gets to the free throw line a lot, and he hits a ton of free throws. He's like 85% no, free throw shooter. I think he's a really underrated, um, you know, guy scoring around the rim, very crafty uh, with his moves and his finishing uh, around the rim. He's 6'4". He's going to give you more length and going to give you more size in that backcourt, which Auburn hasn't had the last few, few seasons. Um, he's a great create-your-own-shot kind of guy. Isolation, uh, ball, you know, pick-and-roll ball handler. He's got a killer uh, you know, uh, step-back jumper. He's going to be able to create on his own. Uh, great mid-range player. I think he's the number four, number five uh, mid-range uh, field goal percentage guy in the country last season. Uh, and additionally, um, you know, for, for a guy like Denver Jones, um, you know, he's, he's just a great three-point shooter, about 37% for his career, but also he had 40% uh, 
of his catch and shoot threes last season, more than 40% actually of his catch and shoot threes last season. You'll definitely take that if you're Auburn. Uh, and, and um, you know, I think he's also got the length, like I said, and the height to kind of help you out some on the defensive end. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great pickup to have. Um, he's a three-level scorer that I think addresses a lot of the problems that Auburn's had at their guard spot. They're not done yet. They've got plenty of room. But, man, that was a really, really big first guy to pick up in the portal. And uh, to get him over teams like Alabama and LSU, I think, is, is pretty significant as well. And, Ferg, as we look at what's next for Auburn basketball, you alluded to the fact that they're indeed not done. Uh, you're replacing Wendell Green Jr. and Zepp Jasper within that starting lineup. Also have uh, another scholarship or two available. And you might still have another one or two become available to pay based upon decisions not yet made. So what is the next order of business for Auburn in the transfer portal? Yeah, I think I think we need to you know see next. Uh, you know, we've been talking about for a while what what Jalen Williams and Alan Flanagan do. I think with the news of uh, West Flanagan, uh, you know, moving to the to Ole Miss uh, and, and reuniting with Chris Beard, I think I don't want to I don't want to assume too much, but you do think that that would probably uh, make it a little less likely that uh, that Alan Flanagan comes back to Auburn next season. So we'll see. Um, you know, if, if they can reinforce that that position. Jalen, see what see where you stand with Jalen. See where you stand with some of these some of these other guys. And then if you have that ready, uh, you know, turn it loose if you're Auburn and and really start to um, you know attack the transfer portal um, and, and continue to kind of follow up and and get as many guys as you can, um, you know, and, and really build out this roster. Quincy Olivari, um, the the rights transfer, has Auburn in his top four, um, and so that. I think Auburn, Auburn would really love to have him. That's another high-scoring guard uh, with a little bit more size that can help you out. Uh, very, very similar to Denver Jones in, in that regard. Um, so yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a position um, where you could see Auburn kind of get some guys. We've also seen him reach out to some bigger men. Um, you know, Micah Hanglott, uh, the uh, the big man from Marshall, committed to Florida uh, here recently, but uh, they've gone after a few guys that I think could help them out with the, their rebounding and their defense. So. Uh, there's a lot of needs. I don't think there's a position group on their roster that you could say Auburn's completely done and dusted with. Uh, but you'll see what happens with Flanagan and Williams and then move on from there. And with the news, as you mentioned, of Wes Flanagan moving on uh, to Ole Miss, joining Chris Beard's staff, uh, where does Auburn? Uh, what, what should Auburn be looking at in, in a new addition to the bench? Are they looking more of a guy uh, to, to be very involved in recruiting, or maybe a guy that was an, an ex-coach that uh, would bring more experience? What what kind of guy does uh, does there need to be to replace Wes Flanagan? Yeah, it's interesting because Wes did a lot for you, and he's he's a great coach. Obviously, a, a guy that you know played at Auburn and, and takes a lot of pride in the school. So, I mean, it's gonna it's, it would be a it, it would be a pretty pretty uh, pretty significant loss. But I think I think West is such a talented recruiter. Um, also, does a lot as a former head coach uh, that I think was was really valuable. And you know, I, I would be very interested to see you know when when Auburn hired West. Obviously, there was the Auburn connection there, but he did used to be a head coach at Little Rock. I wonder if, if uh, Bruce Pearl would be interested or if he's trying to maybe bring in somebody with head coaching experience to join his bench because I think that, that is so valuable when you can load up with that um, because you have a guy who's you know, led a program before and he knows the X's and O's and he knows how to you know, you know, manage players and all that and he is, you know, can run recruiting. So um, that, that's what I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing. I think you know, Auburn could go in a lot of different directions with what they do next. Um, you know, with their with this spot and on their on their you know coaching staff, but 
you know, I just my first thought was as soon as Westlaw was like, that's a very talented coach that has been a head coach before, and I, you know, Bruce has been in the business for a while, and he's got a lot, he's got a lot of connections. I wonder if you know he might strike something like that up here um, the second go round. Justin, we've had the the privilege of getting to talk to you each week all season long, and our three most common topics: Auburn football, Auburn basketball. And Bucky's, it is here. <laughs> it is open. Uh, your first experience uh, at Bucky's. How did that go? It was great. I mean, you know, as I tweeted about it yesterday, um, you know, my it, we we had talked about it. It's been two years since it was first announced, and so Justin Lee and I had talked a lot about you know going there the day that it opened because we're both really big fans. Justin lived there, lived in Texas for a while and and really enjoys it, and um, and so. Um, when we knew the the date was set, we were like, all right, well, let's just show up um, and let's try to show up as early as we can and, and try to be one of the first people in line. Now, there were some people who got in first that were there since like I think like one or two in the morning. Uh, we, we got there about thirty minutes before it opened and and, and just walked in. But uh, you know, it, it was it was great. Um, it's 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 going to be dangerous to my health, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I, it's right here. I mean, I live right off the exit fifty, so uh, it's it's very uh, it, it, it's very cool to kind of have that around. And so I went there early yesterday morning, and uh, I went back uh, today just to mostly just to see what the crowd looked like on day two, and it was just absolutely slammed. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to many of these trips here moving forward because of the convenience of it. I, so I I've never been to a Bucky's, and I, I've not been able to go to this one just yet, but I've heard that the sausage on a stick is something that I have to have. Yeah, no, that's definitely a great move. I'm a big fan of um, their breakfast options are great. Uh, and, and the thing I got when I was there uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday morning, they have a breakfast taco that basically is a burrito when it's all said and done because of the size of it. Uh, but it is uh, bacon, egg, and cheese, hash browns, uh, refried beans, and verde salsa. So it's a good, like, southwestern um, breakfast burrito that uh, I'm a big fan of. They, yeah, everything they do, like their brisket is really famous. I'm not a huge brisket guy, um, but it is good. Um, but they do like breakfast uh, tacos that have brisket in them that, that people really, really enjoy. So, um, you know, I, I think I think you could go there during like lunch and dinner and, and, and be, you know, fine and you can get good stuff there. And obviously it's, it's more of a snack place than anything else as a travel destination, but um, I, I'm, I'm a really big fan of their breakfast options for sure. And sausage on a stick is definitely one of them. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer with us here in Ferg. Obviously, with things starting to wind down, I know we got a lot of transfer portal stuff ahead. Uh, what is the game plan with the Auburn Observer here over the next weeks and months? I know there will still be a lot of content, but uh, obviously a little bit of a, of a breather from obviously the live competition. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll continue to have um, stuff pretty much every day, every weekday. At least, so you know you'll get at least three newsletters a week and two podcasts a week if you subscribe to the Observer. Um, and also, you know, we, a lot of times we end up doing more of that. So um, we've got stuff like the basketball roster tracker that you can keep track of. I just did today. I, I wrote a uh, um, you know a, a thought on all all of Auburn scholarship players that coming out of spring practice. I'm gonna do the same for defense tomorrow. So um, if you kind of want to know where everybody stands and kind of uh, my takes on everybody on Auburn's roster, you can do that and, and check that out. And we'll continue to have podcasts and, and mailbags and a lot of fun stuff. We just added 
our buddy Dan Peck to the uh, to the regular podcast rotation. He's a he's a now a co-host with us, and we'll do our next episode with him on Thursday. So we've got a ton of content coming out, um, even though it is the off season. So offenseover.com sign up six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year, and uh, we will continue to you know pump out stuff between now and the start of a uh, start of football season when we get to do it all over again. Absolutely love it. Justin, uh, as always, again, just want to thank you for, for being on each and every week throughout the, the football and basketball season here. And uh, I know we'll try and link up a couple times over the summer, hopefully get you in the studio, but really do appreciate you being on each and every week. You do a phenomenal job, and uh, we, we hope you have a great summer, sir, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, I'll definitely have to slide in there a couple times over the summer. But, yeah, I always enjoy coming on with you guys, and hope you all have a great summer as well. Yes, sir, Justin. Appreciate it.